Are you wondering how you can contribute to Funniest Thing? Don't flip out. Go to patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. Whoa! This one is called The Pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing. Yes. Where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. Correct. I'm Daryl. I'm Ed. And we are broadcasting live from Chobo Studios in... Beautiful downtown Van Nuys. Yes, the, o- the only place to avoid in Southern California. So, Ed, <laughs> what's today's episode? Hey, before we get started, yeah. and I'm going to give you what the show is all about, because we are very excited to have an amazing minister from Florida. I can't wait. That we met at Unity Village. But I just want to bring something up. Indy, can you, is your mic on? Yeah, what's up? Uh, you did it again. That whiteboard says, funniest thing with frankincense and myrrh. It's Daryl and Ed. Tis the season, y'all. How are you today, buddy? Doing great. It's been an awesome morning. Good seeing you guys and uh, ready for another another bang up show. Oh, yeah. Thank you, buddy. All right. So today's show is called I'm a Big Kid Now. You want to sing that? I'm a big kid now. With Reverend Kathy Beasley. Oh, my God. We're so excited. A big kid maintains their childlike sense of awe and appreciation throughout their lifetime. They do this through their faith in loving in the loving grace of God, always providing for them. Therefore, the only unforgivable sin is shutting ourselves off from fresh inspiration or guidance from God. We got that from Emmett Fox, and we have that reading today. On this episode, Daryl and Ed remind listeners that God knocks at the door of our consciousness every morning, excited to give us new inspiration and motivation. Let's keep the door opened. And during the second segment, Big kid, Kathy Beasley, amazing unity minister. She's a Roman minister. Now she roams around. She's the type of minister that likes to roam around. She's never in one place. She roams from town to town. But today she's going to keep us drinking from the fountain of youth with today's reading, which is enthusiasm. Well, since we're keeping the door open to fresh inspiration, and that's the fountain of youth... I think we should jump right into these three breaths. I thought so, too. All right. This is from none other. Oh, man, this guy He's has sir. The, the original Unity Wings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sir Paul McCartney. This is uh, Wings, though, right? Or yeah, it's yeah, Wings. Yeah, yeah. So let's take a deep breath. <sighs> God is knocking at the door. God is ringing the bell. Do me a favor, open the door, and let him in. Ah. God is knocking at the door. God is ringing the bell. Do me a favor, 
open the door and let them in. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. God is knocking at the door. God is ringing the bell. Do Do me a favor. Open the door and let them in. Oh, yeah. Man, Daryl's really adding the spice of life to that one. Yeah, because that I, that was one of those songs that I was like, oh, no, not this again on the radio. And those tend to make the best three breaths. I know. The songs that we didn't really enjoy. They put a little pep in your step. I want to tell everyone, I've never read this before, but be a member of the Funniest Thing yes. Club. We are a group of truth enthusiasts who live each day as ambassadors of God's love. As we consciously radiate love, We perform everyday miracles and experience better than expected outcomes. All of that is true. If if you're already living this way or strive to, then you may consider yourself a member. We motivate one another by simply sharing how miracles occur naturally in our circumstances as a result of living lovingly and expectantly. And I added this. I I found this quote because what happened earlier this week, this was stepping up boldly and being a big kid. There was something in my work that I had to clear up about uh, the minutes of the services I was delivering to a kid because the paperwork said one thing. But it was like a doctor, if you yeah. over-prescribe meds and you knew, like, this, these meds are not right for this kid. Yeah. I couldn't give it to the kid. But I didn't get around to fixing it. In our district, these kind of things can be a big deal. So my little old fearful mind was, like, seriously, like, terrified. As Finally, I said, I'm going to face this. Because underneath it all, I had this inspired idea. If I call this parent, we get along, they're yeah. going to be excited. It's going to be easy. But the other part of me is going, what if she doesn't? What if she's mad at you? What if she makes it a legal what issue? Uh, legal, whatever. But man, I finally just said, I'm facing this. Yeah, exactly. I'm blessing it. Because that's all the non... Those are just the rumors that they all imagine and talk about all the time. Yeah. And you pick up on them, but right. it has, it's not... None of it's real. It's like if you told a little kid about a strawberry, but you made it seem... that Don't go near that strawberry. It's it poisonous. It bites you. It's yeah. poisonous. Not only that, but even thinking about eating it is... You know, like... Yeah. You get it. So... Finally, I just faced it. I left a message for this person. The next day, she called me back and was like, so thank you so much for the call and the updates. And I don't even know if I updated anything on... No, I think I told her that I had a new plan because I had done my due diligence. I had talked to the teacher. I'd come up with a great plan. And it was really considerate of the child. So she's... Funniest thing, she's like, I'm going to be on campus tomorrow. I can just stop by her room so she can sign and be done with it. Anyway, so I'm talking to her and I'm getting excited and she's excited and I knocked... About two-thirds a cup of cold brew straight onto my um, computer, computer, my MacBook. Thankfully, Daryl's a huge proponent of, like, not just this little thing, but don't be cheap with yourself. He always says, get the Apple Care, whatever, you know, do. Yes, because one time, you're yeah. gonna, all it takes is one time, and this will cover it. And, Kirk, and it'll be well worth it. Kirk Chelson and I, postcards from Kirky, we have his postcard. We're talking about this in relation to you. And how you're always encouraging, don't be cheap, you know. And, and when we used to be cheap, oh, I'm not going to get that insurance. We never had enough money. Yeah. But once we started really believing what Dugan used to say, money is not your problem. Money is not really the... about your consciousness. Yes. Now that I do indulge in these things, I have more money than I've ever had, and I never have to worry about it. So it's all feeding together. So anyway, 
the uh, the computer, I shut it down. It seemed like it was kind of fine. I dried it off. But later that night, it, it was like you said. It was it like the uh, in the movies? Yeah. Like a yeah. So part of, me, part of me got super emotional, like, oh, woe is me. And my wife was trying to encourage me. I ruin everything. Yeah, and I told this her. This is what I get for being nice to a parent. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> exactly. So my wife was trying to encourage me, but I said, well, you know, right now I just need to let this go. I can't even take in what you're saying, and I, but I appreciate it. And So I sat and I meditated, and I realized, what am I doing? It's, this is just a piece of plastic with wires and metal and stuff, and it's nothing to do with me at all. And I didn't do anything wrong, and I let all that go. I looked on my phone, went to the Genius Bar, which is an Apple store seven blocks from my house. It was 6.45 at night. They closed at 8. They had an appointment at 7.45 for me to go in there. I went in there thinking I might have to buy a brand-new computer, and I was like, all right, that's, that's fine. fine. Right. I'll live with it. I go in there. I talk to the person very quickly. They're like, the max it's going to cost you is $2.99, even if they have to refurbish the whole thing, which they basically did. So hearing $2.99, thinking I was going to have to buy a computer, and it being so easy, I walked out of there whistling Dixie. Yeah, that's one-tenth of what you would have spent. Right, and it felt good to kind of let go of this thing that I felt like I needed to rely on. How am I going to live without this computer? I gave it to them, walked out of there. They literally locked the door right behind me because the place was closing. Um, so $2.99, three, less than three days later, I got a brand-new computer sent to me i uh, know that i got an email that said so wednesday night at eight o'clock they took it friday at like noon it was already done your whole refurbished new computer and now i have a whole brand new computer and um it all started by look, facing that one thing oddly enough the whole thing turned out i don't even know why i brought this up but there are so many little miracles well i'll tell you why you brought well, it why up did i bring this up because this is staying young for a lifetime. I wrote this. It's funny. This is exactly what you did. Practicing the presence of God. That means, and this is what I wrote to myself just this morning. Throughout the day, each moment, turn to God and surrender to a good outcome. Yes. Don't resist or fight the bad. Just co-create with God. Yeah. Surrender to the belief in a good outcome. Because it's like my mind does the same it'll it'll start thinking all the things that right. could possibly go worse from this point right along with beating myself up but if i'm just willing to open the door to god and go you know what and then the other thing is i read in from florence scoville's shin when we are undisturbed by a situation, yes, it falls away by its own weight, like a negative thing yeah. that's appearing negative. So, a combination of these ideas is really the fountain of youth. Yeah, because we co-create. We're always co co-creating. I'm going to read this, even though we had that one first. Yeah, Let me yeah, just no, read ahead. this because go this ahead. goes with what just happened to you. This is from. And this is why life stays young. I wrote a postcard to my brother. And right when you write postcards to other people, like we do, or I encourage people to do, and I've been doing this my whole, since Dugan turned me on to this stuff, you know, because it was a way to pass downtime while I was at, by this time, yeah, I was at the police station, but I moved up pretty quickly and I'm working at the courts in the while I was in the military. 
So there was some downtime between cases or between court appearances, and I would just knock out postcards. Right. Like, just positive, not bragging about what was going on with me, but just positive little things. I'm thinking about you, this, that, and the other, or something yeah. I might have read in one of our spiritual books that right. I know wouldn't offend the, the re, wouldn't set off any alarms to the re, recipient. So on the end of my brothers, I, re, I wrote this, and I think it's because we're thinking about maintaining the childlike faith. And I wrote to my brother, every day can be Christmas when we're looking forward to big, happy surprises. And that's the whole thing is humility. I even wrote, because I was thinking, what's humility? Because I'm always coming up with ideas to keep these things fresh. Right. So I wrote to myself. These are notes to myself, and that's why we encourage doing a morning routine. Right. And I wrote, because then you'll have these inspired ideas that click in your mind, and once written, twice remembered, and gets in your subconscious. Yeah, and also you'll notice the people that we like to bring onto the show, and that the way we do it is they're always we're always applying it to ourselves. Like you just yes. said, these are notes to yourself, and if. If you're really, I think if you're in the presence of someone who's a truth teacher, at least the kind that we like yeah. to learn from, they're the people who are speaking from their experience of applying it to their own consciousness. So there's always fresh inspiration there. Yeah. And that's the difference. And, and Susan Sly, shout out to her in the UK. She's uh, the lady who, yes. who um, had a gallery that Daryl showed with, and she's amazing. And uh, she was saying, she's like, studied cults and stuff for some some project she's working right. on. Right. But um she was saying that the vibe she gets around this, which is what around us and these teachings and which yeah. is why we like it is because we're just learning it just as much as yes. you are. And then we're speaking from that place. This is not us somehow we've gotten to some place where we're any more uh, Right. And the moment you feel this stuff you become an authority on it because you become an author of your own experience and then it just flows naturally and then you you become a blessing to the people around you. So I just wanted to share that cuz I was brought up yeah. this week. Well, here it is. So I wrote humility and I wrote this little different definition for myself. Surrender to life's embrace. Do not resist divine appointments. Yeah. Cuz when these negative things come up, yeah. I'll resist out of fear and right. then get angry and self-centered about it. Right. But the great news is that's okay if that's your knee-jerk reaction because as long as you're, I mean, it's too painful to stay in that place. And if you've already started applying these ideas to your, what you're thinking, it's okay if your first reaction is, matter of fact, Dr. Jampolsky, Gerald yeah. Jampolsky calls right. it, the oh shit factor. That's true. You gotta go, ah! And then, and then you can switch your mind. You can't pack the musket and go, well, I'm not letting this bother me. You gotta yeah, acknowledge, let, it. acknowledge it and then move on. So speaking about what you did, this was one of the readings we were going to read like third in line, but you know how. And if you don't have You Unlimited, it's a great book. We've been reading through it with a bunch of amazing people and... Um, just super inspiring. Simple, yes. Uh, practical truth. So listen to this, Ed. You ready? Mm-hmm. To realize that we have true dominion and then to practice using that dominion is to free yourself. Furthermore, in the use of this divine gift, it is not only you that you are helping, 
You are also helping to lift the consciousness of the entire human race. Every time we're we're working on this within ourselves, we're actually helping spiritual evolution at a higher level for the whole race. Matter of fact, the French savant, Pierre Tillon de Chardin, I never pronounced that right, but this is what he says, the same thing. A vast evolutionary process is in ceaseless operation around us, but is situated within the sphere of consciousness and collective consciousness. Means as I improve, I'm helping us all improve. Yes. Universe means one song, means we're all one. Yes. So when I'm cursing a thing, I'm actually bringing the whole everyone down. Did you read the... Somewhere I was just reading about, you know, the reading which says like when Jesus says like when I'm lifting yes, up my jaw, I, yes, yes, me. yes, that's yeah. what we're doing. Yeah, when when we lift, exalt that Christ within ourselves first, really through practicing it and forgiving ourselves and letting go of this stuff, everyone else rises with us. Like yeah, we're benefiting everyone. So yeah, here it is. Serenity comes with the knowledge that this creative power is always working for you. You realize finally that you are beyond limitation. Now, what does it mean when we say we are co-creators with God or have dominion? Yeah. Well, here it is. When we speak our word, it establishes a cause. It does not return to us void, but produces its effect definitely and specifically in our Mm -hmm. experience, our word, of course, and this is the key why we start going negative, but when we bring it to an optimistic idea, a faithful, you mean, having joyful expectation, that there's love in there. There's a loving component, and that's where the power in the word is. Mm-hmm. So our word, of course, is a harmonious creative statement uttered in love from a high level of consciousness with perfect conviction as though the thing were already accomplished. This knowing that we can speak our word and change our experiences when we take dominion. We can take dominion persistently recognizing the truth in every moment of our life experience. You can start right now to change the whole course of your life because there is always a new beginning. Yeah. We were talking about this in the in the green room before this about um how important our imagination is in this whole process because whatever we yes. are thinking about in any moment is some sort of conceptualization of, of life. Like unless I'm standing, I'm sitting across yeah. from Daryl. If I'm thinking about Daryl and he's not in the room, I'm using my imagination. If I'm thinking of any situation, I'm utilizing my imagination. And forgiveness is a huge part of this. Yes. Because when our imagination is caught up in rehashing, rehashing um, thoughts of situations that offended me or threatened me or felt bad, then I don't have that bandwidth available to imagine what I do desire and, and be open to new ideas and new inspiration. And like, um, I was talking about, yeah, go ahead. I was with Fred Walecki yesterday. Yeah. And you know what he said that is? We've said it before on the show. When I'm doing that, I'm tuned into AM. 
Yeah. And I'm not getting any of the good stuff. That's right. Because on AM radio, it was always the yeah, news. No, What's the one your mom forced just, you to it's, listen to? It's not to? as clear as a signal. No, the one that she made you listen to five hours. Ding, 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 ding. KFI news time. <laughs> it was horrible. I'd be laying in the back of the station wagon going to Vegas and hearing that stuff, you know. But, but um, as soon as we yeah. can get into the forgiving vibration... Oh, we click into a frequency, FM, a whole and, new frequency. And, and that's where we're young. That's where we're big kids. I mean, ever since we started talking, I started opening myself up to music again. It's just been incredible oh. because in my mind, I had it filed away as something that was in the past. And that was something that I couldn't enjoy the way I used to. And all these breadcrumbs keep coming along and nudges from Daryl. And But, I mean, the thing... Everyone can nudge me, but unless I open my consciousness up to it, it just doesn't happen. And uh, recently I've been playing some of my older songs, but like approaching them because now I have enough time, life experience to understand what I was even trying to say. Yes. And then enough experience because over over um, COVID, I've been doing this group on WhatsApp with like other people that I grew up playing music with in, in my like and in my adult life anyway. And every day I've been learning a cover and a uh, cover song. And I never went through that period because I played band until eighth grade, saxophone and, and clarinet. Then nothing in high school. I tried to play football, which was hell. <clears throat> Excuse me. But for me, it was. It wasn't me. And then I got back into singing in front of a band in a band in college in this crazy way. But in the between that, I never went through the period where I learned all the covers and I'm going to learn how to play my favorite songs. But I've at 45 or whatever, I or I, you know, I learned all these songs, and by learning yeah. all of those songs, now when I go back to my own, I go, oh, I can do this, I can do that. But the point is, all of a sudden, this door to music is, and then all of a sudden, I, what would it be? I, the other last week, I was like, man, what wouldn't it be exciting if I had that feeling I had when I was like 20, when I was music was the most exciting thing because I was so excited about what we were creating, right. new stuff was being born. Man, I got that feeling over the last two days, a couple of things that I worked on. And like all of a sudden I was like, wow, this is good. And people were responding to it that I was sharing it with. And it's amazing. But it all came through opening my imagination to the possibility that it was possible. You know, like opening the gate again. But I, and as long as I had that, whatever it is, as long That's as I have the it child. Out, yeah. If I file it under too late. It's still going to keep knocking at the door like we sang in the beginning, like Paul McCartney sang. It's still going to keep ringing the bell, but we got to open the door and let it in. Yeah. What are you, are we oh, to I was going to say, uh, Go let ahead. me just say this because yeah. you're talking about imagination. So there's something I read every morning just to remind oh, myself. Oh, I love this. Yeah, this is And great. it's about acceptance, you know. But there's a word in there, the original word, and I substitute it with yeah. a different word. And Ed and I were talking about, so I'm just going to read it. When I stopped living in the problem and begin, began, meaning worry, concern, you know, morbid expectancy, and began living in the answer, which means the end in mind. I mean, you know, what I really want to be doing. Like and me, being, when I shifted to, oh, I'm going to resolve this thing yes. and feel better. Yes. Once we make parent. that shift. So I wrote, so it reads, when I stopped living in the problem, began living in the answer, the problem went away. And acceptance is the answer to all my problems. When I am disturbed, it is because I find some person, place, thing, or situation, some fact of my life unacceptable acceptable to me and, cannot and can find no serenity until I accept that person, place, thing, or situation as being exactly 
the way it's supposed to be at this moment. Nothing, absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake. But there was one word in there I decided to change. Yeah. And Ed and I both agree that this is the word, this is the advanced class. Yes. Because when you can read this with this one word change, it means you are in for an entirely new life, and you now have dominion over your life, your yeah, circumstances. You're willing to take full responsibility. And, and it's, it's yeah. one word, folks. Here this it is. is. How, this is how you are transformed by the renewing of your mind. When I stopped living in the problem and began living in the answer, the problem went away. And acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. When I am disturbed, it is because I imagine some person, place, thing, or situation, yes. some fact in my life unacceptable to me. And I could find no serenity until I accept that person, place, thing, or situation as being exactly the way it's supposed to be at this moment, the way I'm imagining it to be. Nothing, absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake. So I, underneath it, I tell myself, choose to surrender to God's will is switching to the belief in positive outcomes. Yes. And it's, and it's like the Florence Scovelshin. If something, if I'm imagining that this thing's disturbing me right now, because that's what I'm doing. Yeah. But if I can release the disturbance, right. feeling disturbed by it. Right. Well, then it, the problem the initial problem falls away by its own weight, and then it that's when we have better than expected outcomes. Yeah. I mean, dude, I, I found this, you know, this book that they put Unity put out a while ago called uh is a free booklet. I think that's the one good one, right? It's, yeah, it's the good one. I can't find the front page. Oh, here it is. Somewhere in here. You can get this for free. Yeah, well, I'll figure it out later. But uh, the, there's a there's a little film war that I like in here. And it says, just what you, this is why, and you mentioned imagine. We have to come to grips with the fact that our imagination is really, really important. Neville Goddard says, our imagination is God, is actually God within. Yeah, because otherwise we can write it off. Ah, that's just in my imagination. It's just the imagination. I mean, but we have to understand the power that flows yes. through our imagination. It's big time power. And, and, and this is a good illustration because Lowell Fillmore says, suppose a group of people go into a beautiful garden where there is much to please the eye and to praise, but one of the group who has developed a habit of negative thinking searches among the roses and discovers a worm on which he concentrates his attention and interest. Hunting for worms by the gardener in order to cast them out is quite different than a guest who has come to enjoy the beauty of the garden calls attention to them. Cultivate the habit of looking for the good things of life and of, of praising these things as you enjoy them and you will be happy. It is just as easy to find and enjoy these things as it is to complain about the unlovely things. In fact, it is much easier because there are so many more good things in life than bad. But yes. the challenge is when we, when we, when our imagination and our focus is conditioned to keep looking for the bad all we see is worms. Yeah. Because we've we we've put them in that position because we've made them too big of a deal. But when we're kids, we even see the beauty in the worm, first of all. Because we don't look at it as a part of as, we're not looking for problems. We're looking for fun and solutions and inspiration. Yeah. Things that reflect who we are, that motivate it's us. It's amazing. Yeah. And we're, we're, Foster McClellan, we're we're gonna wrap the segment up this shortly. This is the perfect wrap up. 
And then he says, when you, this book is called Letters, Thoughts for a Friend. He says, remember when you were young? It's called When You Were Young. Remember when you were young, thought about all the things you might be when you grew up? The possibilities open to you were endless, weren't they? How do you feel about them now? In a rut? Well, my friend, the same possibilities are open to you today if you will only accept them. Age doesn't change a thing. The same law of mind action applies to us today. We become what we think about. Yes. We are what we think we are. This never changes. It's principle. Let's see ourselves in the role that God, the great creative force for good, would see us play. Our greatest joy can only come through serving others, but in so doing, we serve ourselves and our world. As Daryl says, being, doing what you love is being of service. Yes. It's great to be who we are. Let's prove it together. Let me give these. Um, we, so that's yeah. good news. Let me, I'm just going to quick shout out to Lowell Fillmore. This isn't Lowell Fillmore. This is Lois Conklin. postcards. Lois Conklin. Who we love. Thank hey, you. Hey, man, if you're, on, if you're not on YouTube and you want to see the vis, go to uh, the visual that is. Go to YouTube uh, and then find Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. You can see these beautiful postcards. On this day in Advent, she says, I cherish memories of those who have touched my life with love. You are those who have touched my life as well as many others over the many years. Sharing is caring. Sing along with me, Lois Conklin. And then um, Kirky sent us a couple good ones. Let's see. Oh, I think this is the new one. There was a really good one. Yeah, this is, I'm calling about the job. There is no job. It was a joke. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> That's the front of the postcard. I don't even know. This might be an old one. Crying out loud. An accountant who studied the lives of the lottery winners concluded. Oh, this is this great. the good one. People who have people who are happy before winning the lottery are happy after happier after winning. People who were unhappy before winning are unhappier after. Yeah. So. The people who were happy before winning are happier afterwards. People who were unhappy before winning the lottery get unhappier as a result. So it's not the money that makes or breaks you. It's how you think about it. Alan Cohen, we already won. We already won, folks. We did already win. and uh, We won with our guest who's coming up next. That's correct. So coming up next, big kid Kathy Beasley keeps us drinking from the fountain of youth. And she really does. So I joyful. Know. With today's reading, which is enthusiasm and a whole lot more. So thank you for listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed from Chobo Studios. We now return to The Funniest Thing. Here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. All right. Welcome back to Funniest Thing. Today's episode's called I'm a Big Kid Now, with none other than Reverend Kathy Beasley from Florida. How are you today? I am groovy. If I was any better, it'd be two of me, and I don't know if the world is ready for that. <laughs> Well, you know what? You know what? Uh, Ed's favorite uh, metaphysician, Liberace, said. I wish my brother George was. No, here. he what? said, too much of a good thing is wonderful. 
family loved Liberace, man. That's why we that, saw him live once. That's why if there was two of you, I'll bring it on. That's right. More Beasley, please. Spread <laughs> <laughs> the word. That's what we need. More Beasley in the world. Yes. Right. Hey, before I, um, before we hear more of your wonderful wisdom we need to thank someone we, we have to thank our chief engineer out All in kansas city kansas yeah who who puts this on the the audio podcast yeah. wherever you're listening his name's jeff comfort and each week he takes, takes us, us right into the comfort zone <laughs> he actually built unity online radio yes he did and uh really held that place down until they decided they uh, got too smart for a Little old Jeff Comfort, and then two like two years later, no more Unity Online radio. <laughs> anyway, onward and upward. All right, Kathy Beasley, um, you've been listening to us talk about all these things related to being a big kid. Now, what are you thinking? I'm thinking a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing that jumped out at me was the idea about imagination, and all I could think about was like second and third grade where uh, our teacher would give us some paper and some crayons and tell you to use your imagination. Mm-hmm. And um, almost like it was a screwdriver or a wrench. And so in my mind, my imagination really became a tool. Mm-hmm. And I say often, I was like, I got crayons and an imagination and I'm not afraid to use either one of them. Wow. But our imagination really is that space of possibility. It's that that screen that we view all day long that brings all good things into being. So it all starts in our imagination. So imagination for me, that's a great thing. And and I just sat here and laughed over and over as I was listening to y'all talk about it. But that's where I I am today in that space of imagination, because that's where good things flow from my life. Mm. When you say you end the day that way, how did what does that mean mean to you? It means that um, I do this moment of comparison. Is it as I thought it would be or is it better? Because it can only be like I thought or better. So sometimes my prayer is simple, this or something better. Mm -hmm. And most days it's something better. It's something that I couldn't even conceive of. But it started with just the basic thought in my imagination. So that's a good thing. That's amazing. We were reading from You Unlimited by Norman Lundy earlier and there, this week, we, we, we've been doing a little book club where we read a chapter a week with some people. And the thing that jumped out of me was this phrase that I've heard, you know, I was raised Catholic and I've heard this so many times, but it never really meant much to me, which is that faith is the substance of things hoped for. And it jumped, finally, it's like jumping out at the page that it's it actually. It did that for me too for the first time. I finally went, it's substance. actually the substance. Yeah. It I was like, the, how did I not. Feel that before exactly, and it gave me the image of like a, a spider spinning a web. That I'm spinning the web of my life using faith, which really requires a lot of imagination. And so that that had never really, yeah, I had never really felt that as much. But when I hear you say it, it's even reinforcing it even more how important that is. Right, you know, and the word substance is it wasn't something that I used often until I found unity. And that idea of faith is that tangible yes, thing that I can see, I can touch, I can feel, I can know. And when I look at it in that realm, because to me, faith was kind of like the wind. It was mm-hmm. kind of there and not, and sometimes, you know, 
But when I started to understand it as tangible, that means that faith is always present to me, through me, and as me, as much as I am willing to allow it to be so, or according to my own level of receptivity. So receptivity is almost like, um, how much can I carry? So if I can carry a good bit or today is a little bit kind of day, that's how the substance of faith shows up in our life based on what we are willing to carry today. Yeah, faith is the substance. Yeah. And it's my imagination. Yeah. And my expectation. Yeah. Like it's powerful. It's not just like a noun describing a type of religion. Right. And it's not even just faith. It's yeah, it's not even just joyful expectation, although that is the power behind it, but it is the actual like it's real. Yeah. It's crazy when it sinks into your head. Cause then you go, holy cow, this is where the this is what separates then the men from the boys, the girls from the ladies, but even though we want to stay big kids, you continuing to discipline my mind and use my imagination, always bring it back for good, for good, yeah. for good. It's okay if it goes over here, because it will. I just bring it back. And we get the results. That is so true. Um, there's a, a quote from Charles Fillmore in Adam Smashing Power, mm-hmm. where he talks about faith and he says, faith is the highest expression of belief and confidence. It's the highest expression. It's as good as it gets. Wow. Yeah. That makes sense. And two things you said, we're talking about being a big kid. We can still be spiritually mature. In fact, we have to. Be, to be, be a big kid, you have to be spiritually it's mature. Actually, yeah. when we don't spiritually mature that we turn into grumpy a, old a, adults. adults. Oh my God, Kathy, I looked up this word. Yes. So um, oh. this whole show got kicked off because we heard a talk by Reverend Kathy Norman at Unity of Santa Barbara. It's available for everyone online. Just go YouTube, Unity of Santa Barbara. You can listen to it. Yeah. And she was talking about how we got to keep that childlike wonder alive. Like, that's what causes old age. Yes. You know, is when we start forgetting to look at things with awe and wonder. And she was citing medical doctors that say, you know, awe and wonder are actually a good tonic for health, you know, physical health. Mm-hmm. But I decided, because she was talking, you know, the word adult came up, and I'm going, wait a minute, I got to look this up. Because ever hear someone go, oh, what adult? You know, like, this negative word about... I have thought of that. I'm so glad when you told me that, because I I love words, and we've dissected so many, and I always thought of that, that exact phrase, adult. Yeah, so I looked it up. Oh my goodness, Ed! I sent it to you in an e- in a text or something, but it basically let me find it here. I got it here. It's got to show up. Uh, while you're looking for that, I want to say when when Kathy, when you're talking about how much can you carry, one of the things that I like about this is like unlike this sort of burdensome carrying the cross that some people say to me. What I love about this and why I love unity, um, and these teachings is it's quite different for me. More, it's like when I use my imagination to expand the vessel within me of what's capable, 
this it, it's God is not heavy. God is light, and it flows yes. in. And so the bigger my imagination of, of the vessel that I'm willing to receive, the lighter I become, even though I'm carrying more of it. It's very paradoxical, right? It, the more I carry, the lighter I become. I found it. Cool. What you got? Okay. So here it is. So these were notes I took during our talk, and then I looked up this word. Yes. So be like a child. Seeing all things new is seeing with the eyes of God. The only things no longer see, the only reason things no longer seem wonderful or, and I wrote awful, A-W-E-F-U-L-L. And it's funny, I grew up in a town, Clifton, New Jersey, and there was Bonds ice cream. Mm -hmm. And they had the awful, awful, and it was awfully big, awfully good, this milkshake. And the thing, the gimmick was drink two awful awfuls, get the third one free. <laughs> so me and my friends almost killed ourselves one Saturday trying to consume <laughs> two of these monsters. So anyway, here we go. The only thing, the only reason things no longer seem wonderful or awful is because we've become used to them. We take them for granted. So I looked up the word dolt from adult, yeah. D U L T. Okay, ready? The word adult, a.k.a. adult, says it all from, oh, I sent this to Kathy, from your sermon today. And this now is from the dictionary, folks. Dolt, D-U-L-T, or dolt, D-O-L-T, from Middle English, dulled, a variant of dulled. Yeah. Dolt, D-U-L-T, means dulled. Past participle of dullin, dullin. To make dull, to make stupid. Adults, therefore, have been dulled to the wonder of life. It's all in the word. Oh, wow. So I want to remain a big kid. I do not want to be adult. Yeah. Yeah, look, me neither. And while you were looking up the word, I looked up the meaning of, of awe. And awe is a feeling that leaves a mark. Ooh. And ever have those moments as a as a kid where you either fell off of something or fell into something it's like oh that's gonna leave a mark yes right. so, awe is that that good space that we fall into or fall from yes and it's so good that oh. it leaves a mark that's indelible on the surface of our soul darn those awful awfuls left a mark on me because i still think about them <laughs> <laughs> awfully big awfully good that's gotta be a, a show title yeah awfully big awfully good i'll write that i down. love that <laughs> i'll write that down oh man i was also thinking about when we were talking about carrying god it's almost like the store like yeah we carry god how much you need you know like, <laughs> Do you guys carry God? Yep. And then, because some stores, no, nah, we don't carry God. God, uh -huh. you know, I got, any, I got real problems. What do you mean, carry God? <laughs> like, well, we're the joyous. Yeah, we carry God. What do you need? God, What's God, stop. <laughs> yeah, we got. Yes. That's great. What was the title? Awfully what? Awfully, awfully big, awfully good. <laughs> nice. Oh man, I think Charlie Hofker yeah. was the one kid who could pull it off. Was he awfully big? Or yeah, he was a big guy. Yeah. Yep. Well, oh. Indy's loving this. He wishes he could get his hands oh, on an awful awful. You know awful. it, baby. <laughs>
Uh, you know, I was drifting off to sleep or something, and I, I thought about that word consciousness. With mm. science? Well, that's good, too. Because that's what right. I looked up, and I no, was like... We, I, I told you that years ago. But I looked it up well, recently. With science, but it, it actually means it's... A, I know, with science, because colon so, is like with. So when we follow our intuition, yeah. or that God... We're actually using a scientifically proven yeah. method. Right. And it's also like... That's conscience, mind you. Conscience is with science. Yes. Right? That's our... That's, and, but conscious, I was thinking about... It really means to be, it's just, you're aware, like, the consciousness yes. of something. It's just, okay, I know it's there. I know it's there. It's so simple. Like, you know, people make these, I, you can make these turns into something big, but it's really just, oh, my God, God's there. I'm all right. <laughs> you know, it's like that. I can't believe it's you're just saying this. seeing it, you know? Like, I just listened to a Reverend Ike talk this week, and I know Kathy Beasley knows who I'm talking about. Because yes. we had a nice talk about uh, Reverend Ike. So... I just happened to put this talk on, you know, because when I'm bored, I don't always want to look at YouTubes that are going to make me sick. All those are the most tempting ones to click on. Mm -hmm. So I clicked on a Reverend Ike and he's talking about the mental equivalent. And he's he's referring to Emmett Fox. Yeah. He says the great late great Emmett Fox would talk about yeah. the mental equivalent. Yeah. And he's talking about the consciousness. Whenever we have the consciousness of God or of a thing we desire. He goes, what does that mean, consciousness? He gave the best definition. He goes, it's our thoughts and feeling yeah. about yeah. something. Right. Our thoughts and our feeling is our consciousness of something. And I go, yeah. Yep. And he says, and that is what brings it, invites it into our life. Mm -hmm. The mental equivalent. That, that is so cool because you all were talking about something earlier about the thing you focus on versus the thing that you don't and how what you focus on expands. Um, I just said to a group of people this week, you get what you think about. And so if I focus on the thing that I don't want, that means that I'm not focused on the mental equivalent. I'm not right. focused on the thing that I do want. Yes. And uh, I think that you know, while it, everything sounds so sciencey or so heady, it really is very practical. You can try it at home and you won't burn the joint down by just focusing on the things that, that are meaningful, the things you do want and allowing that to have new meaning um, yes. in you. Um, when you were talking about the uh, with science, um, which I love that. And so I'll, I'll put a little spiritual spin on it. Nice. You in the company of. Silence. Yes. And so, you know, because with, we just kind of blend that in there. But when you start to think about in the company of. I like that. And, and with me, uh, when I think about what's in my company, I spend time with things in my company that I invite, that I welcome. And so I can be with some things that are like a pain in my butt. But if I invite you and I welcome you, that's a, a, a very different expression. And so I think that, you know, when we look at our lives now, how do we travel in the presence of God, in the presence of goodness, in the presence of joy? And when we travel in the presence of something, it's kind of like barbecuing. I can't barbecue and smoke something without at some point coming out smelling like smoke. Mm -hmm. So when you're in the company of something, you start to look like it, act like it, feel like it, in some cases, smell like it. Or right. 
Yeah. This is so good. From yeah. now on, when I think of C-O-N in words yeah. or even the word with, yeah. and then just knowing that in the company of, it's so much more powerful. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And what you just said is the best because it takes all the pressure off. Right. Just knowing when I keep my mind on the thoughts and the things I really desire, that it's a natural byproduct for me to start having that become part of me. And you got to really, combining it with what I was thinking about when I was like in that half-sleep state, and then taking it into the spiritual principle that it's already, the things we desire already exist in a vibrational form. So by But we have to use our imagination to see it. And so that conscious moment of just like, oh, now I'm aware of it. Realizing, I feel like that choice piece, and we, we were talking about this earlier with the word imagine, like it, it, it totally changes the like framework of like, what do you mean I have a choice? Like that, that for the way I used to see things or the way I was taught to see, that didn't really jive. That made it feel like, oh, then what's real? What well, because I, well, I wanted to believe there were excuses for the reason yeah. I wasn't going in the direction I really desired. I didn't want to, there was a part of me that kind of liked the notion of, well, I'm a victim or you don't understand. There's this, this, and this that's in my way. Right. But that's what was making me feel horrendous. Yeah. As soon as I got woken up to this stuff, it's not just empowering to realize that it's my imagination, the thoughts I'm putting myself in company with, like right. uh, Kathy said. That's it's it takes a little effort. Yeah. But man, you get the results and then I mean the proof is in the pudding because it's like, wow, I like now being responsible. I like the fact that I don't have to say, well, you know, that's how, you know how it is, guys. I don't want to be that. Well, also, we can invite all the company we want, but yes. if we don't um, have the, 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 if I'm not aware that the party's going on and I'm in the corner worried about some spider or some cobwebs yeah. I've got to deal with, and there's a party going all around me, then I keep going, I keep inviting it, but why aren't I happy? Because... There is a point where I just have to turn and look and appreciate the party and join the party that I have invited. Yes. And that is a lot about what this new thought stuff is about. Like you can have one or the other and you get to choose and there's nothing, there's no God holding anything against us. There's only a loving God providing, providing, yeah. providing. But we got to practice it. That's, I was talking to Ed on the ride here, Kathy, and I was saying, you know, the key to this thing and the thing that may seem distasteful to some people in the beginning is this is something you're going to have to do all on your own, but you're not alone in doing it. That's the key. Meaning this, Ed doesn't come over my house and go, okay, Daryl, you know, you got to do your morning routine. Right. You know, let's do this. Otherwise, you know, you're going to backslide. And you're not going to have a great day. We've been here before. No, I am motivated in the beginning because I wasn't alone in doing it. I met. I I, I realized from reading these books, other people are doing this. 
Mm-hmm. And we're in the fellowship of the spirit, meaning you're not at my house, but in spirit, like, and everyone we meet through doing this show, I know Kathy's doing it. I know Ed is doing mm. it. And then we do it and we get the fruits. But as long as I'm just, I wish things would change. Yeah, I'm thinking positively, but nothing's happened. I wasn't, I wasn't applying it. I wasn't using it to discipline my mind in the yes. direction I wanted yes. to go. Yes. Yeah, I think that's that's true of so many things. Um, when I started to explore new thought, I read a lot. And I read until I realized that I could do. And once I got to the place where I could do, then it was like nonstop at that point because all bets were off. Because I'm reading all of this work and I'm listening to different things and I'm listening to how this, this teaching has changed the lives of other people, has changed people. Yeah. I went, well, if it worked for them, surely it could work for me. So I started to try it. And as one thing worked, I tried another thing. As another thing worked, I tried another thing. Because it's, um, it's kind of like Lay's potato chips. Nobody can eat just one. Yep. And it just kept going. And, uh, and I think that's the part that is good. I can still remember when things were not so great and life wasn't so shiny. Yeah. And I have a deep appreciation for, for both. Right. I look at one and I go, okay. And it's, it's not necessarily a choice, but it's that, that both the, the different, the good and the indifferent can exist in one body. Yeah. And the be in one place and it's okay. Right. And uh, and Daryl, as you were talking about the, the definition of, of, of the word adult and being a big kid, um, the thing that I have practiced in my life is I don't leave one behind in order to do the other. I travel in the company of that yeah. childlike essence, that, that yes. part where, where nothing fails. I love where, that. Yeah, it blew up. I'm a little smoky, a little crispy around the edge. Yeah. I'm going to do it again. Yes. Yeah. It's only going to get better. Yeah. You know, I was looking this up because this is really bringing this whole thing full circle for me, which is Matthew 18, 3. Verily I say unto you, unless ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. And when we're talking about this stuff, the reading that I've done, the study, reminds me that this kingdom exists. And that's really, really important because a lot of us have been raised in a place where people don't really believe that it even exists. So I read, I read, it exists, you can go there. But to enter it, I have to change. I have to become again. I have to be transformed to the renewing of my mind. I have to have this dramatic change in my character to, to, be, to enter the kingdom. I can sit there and see it. I can tell everyone about it. But until I, if I want to enter it, I have to become like a child. Not just talk about being a child, like we say, not a lecture about joy and why it's so, to feel joy. And like you said, bump my head again and not do things exactly right and be able to laugh about it and realize this whole thing's not, these people's lives aren't aren't relying on whether or not I do it perfectly. That's right. Their life is relying on how they do it. And if I do it a little bit different and they don't like it, so be it. And I can, whatever, but it's not, not that big of a deal. But I have to become... And I get to become, and I want to become like a child, like a big kid in order to, because I want to enter this kingdom right now because I can get to the end and I can leave this body and go, holy smokes, I was in the kingdom the whole time. Or I can live it right now. 
Well, the prayer right. works, and that's what we're really encouraging everyone who's listening to try, is begin doing a simple little practice Yes, where in the morning, but anytime we recommend starting in the morning. Yes. And take well, that time. Well, because the morning gets you started, yeah. and then you can do it again in it's, the day as needed. It sets the tone right. for the whole day. And read some inspirational books. If you're choosing that, our daily readers, because prayer changes things. Mm-hmm. Prayer changes things because prayer changes you. Prayer changes me. And this is the amazing portion. When I change, my circumstances change. Yes. That was the biggest relief because up until that point, I I was always a victim because I was always trying to, once I do this, once I do that, once I get this, once I get that. And it was, it was too much. So when I, when it was put to me that, look, can you do seven minutes to do some prayer? Because if you continue to do this, pray and meditate in your morning, simple, not marathon-style meditating or praying, just some positive stuff, you know, just a deep breath and saying, ah, that's a meditation, folks. That's right. So uh, if you could just do that, you're going to be amazed how much everything's going to transform. Just do it for 30 days. And I wanted to believe that. And folks, that's the thing. Prayer changes your life because it first changes you. A minister was asked, yeah, prayer changes things, huh? Because this guy would always say, prayer changes things. Prayer changes things. This minister, I don't remember who it was. Right. But it's in some of these books, this famous story. Right. That well-known story of this minister. And he said, what do we mean prayer changes things? He goes, prayer changes. I know prayer changes things because the one thing that's changed is me. Right. And yeah. that, but yeah. when we change, like, it's an inside job. As I change my circumstances. Well, Reverend Ike, he said, I was watching this uh, one of his talks. He said, when you pray, you are really talking to yourself. You are talking to your own mind. You are convincing yourself of the good that you desire. Yes. God already knows it. Yes. God already delivered it. Right? Yeah. It gives a whole new meaning to uh, something I used to hear my, my mother and my grandmother say. They'd say sometimes I said to myself. And so when we say to ourselves that which is true, we really are just talking to ourselves. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Ernest Holmes said, um, change your thoughts, change your life. Yes. And so it's prayer is simply the connective tissue that really holds every single thing together. And it changes everything when we when I uh, changes everything right now, my mind goes, ah, you know, like yeah. I the reason why it's so profound is because the good we desire is already here. Yeah. I'm the last one to know it. When I wake up to it, I'm the last one to know it. I don't need to go around and tell everyone else. They've all been looking at me like the people who know me are like, yeah, my, I, I always say this. My wife, will, if I go, oh, my God, I just realized I can do it. She's like, yeah, I've been telling you that for 10 years. Or Daryl will be like, yeah, you're finally getting it. Right. And it's like, oh, wow. Like, but it's so true. That's why this is so profoundly different is. And that's why I have so much hope. Like when I work with the kids or, you know, at these schools, I I was just I I uncovered the song I wrote about. It's called Sleeping There. And it's like, um, yeah, look out in the morning and you'll see it sleeping there. 
Look out in the evening and you'll see it sleeping there. Because this good is sleeping everywhere. It just needs to be awakened. It's not that the, our, the world's gotten worse or the schools have got like the kids have gotten worse. It's or any it's we just need to wake up to this good. It's how much can we wake up to the good that's already there and use it, circulate it, share it, see it in everyone else, encourage it in everyone else, remind each other that it's here. Yeah. That's what changes it well, to that's, heaven. That's what prayer does. It wakes me up from a hypnosis of negativity. Yes. Like we fall under this slumber of, you know, the race consciousness, or you can call it the edemic consciousness, you know, Adam and Eve story. Some people refer to it as that. Right. But it really is me snapping out of this awful hypnosis yeah. that I got myself into because I started listening to the news and looking around and going, oh, my God, what's going on here? Oh, we're in trouble. And I start getting more. And when you dig in with more fear, it's almost like the guy's that's doing right. the watch in front of him going deeper and deeper. But that's why the truth is a fact or these principles are because we can always wake up of, out of it, and mm -hmm. it feels so good. And it's funny because scientifically in psychology, they call all those thoughts that people, that even me and that people around us are so adamant about, you know, you got to be prepared. You got to be worried. You got to be on guard. You know, look what's happening. This is going to only get worse. Do you know in cognitive behavioral therapy, all those ideas that all the news anchors are promoting are considered cognitive distortions. Yeah. Which means they're not true, folks. Right. It's insanity. It's a hypnosis. But this is where prayer wakes us up. And it's like in those moments when I wake up, it's like I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? Yeah. Like, I'm totally. like, what the was well, and now I mean, what was I so upset about? Yeah. Like I can't even remember what it was. Yeah. No, uh, I think Eric Butterworth talks about that that movement um, as a journey, but not as a journey from point to point, but a journey into remembering the truth of who you are. Yeah. And yeah. everything you need already is. Anything that was lost has already already been returned and restored. Yes. So everything that we are seeking. It's right there. And, and Ed, as you were singing the song, you, you got to the point where open the door. Yeah. Everything that we need is at the door. We will open the door for our guests. We'll open yes. the door for packages arrive. But when it comes down to this point of opening the door to a better way, a better way of thinking and seeing the world, we have to open the door. Yeah. The door opens inward. The chorus of this song is... So tell me, is this really how it's going to be? We will not unlock the door, although we hold the key. We have all been given the power to believe, but we must open up our eyes and acknowledge what we see. That's the whole... The whole point. That you, you nailed it without me even saying Exactly. Now I know. See, this is the thing. I wrote this song a long time ago where it was sort of depressing. like, But now... And for everyone out there, because I didn't know about metaphysics, well, I didn't you know wrote, about new thought. It makes sense because you wrote it from the point of view of being trapped yeah. under that hypnosis, but something inside you knew it's there. Yeah, but I didn't know that new thought existed. Yeah. I didn't know that since 1890, and you know, all this time, 
So, because the movies will share someone who wakes up, or there's some creature like E.T. or some. But what happens at the end? They all die, or they can't maintain it. It was a nice idea. You know, these stories basically <laughs> like, go, you're screwed. If you if you see it this way, wait, you can't really maintain it. You just described one of those success coach seminars. Yeah. Where you get all popped out, and then, but you can't maintain no. it. No. <laughs> but the good news is that you can maintain it. Yes. You're maintaining it more than you realize you're maintaining it. And it it doesn't mean anything terribly extreme because the first no. person to wake the the only real person I got to wake up is me. Then... Once I do that, if I feel compelled to help someone, like these students I work with or, or my staff, I'm telling you the most powerful thing, and you always say it, it's like that me too, or yeah. what is it? I, I feel that way too. But when I share this, when someone's going, oh, I'm having this kind of day, and, it, and rather than me tell them, you should do this, or, but if I go, you know what? I woke up and I was feeling that same way. I totally hear you. And now I've just decided I'm going to be loving today. Then they'll go like, oh my God, that's what I needed to hear. Yes. Because I'm not preaching it to them that they should do it. But if I've applied it to myself and I've those gentle words and it really comes from a place of love, not like how I can't believe you're feeling that way. It's like, oh, yeah, like my I've seen students transform before my eyes and people like are marvel at it. I was just talking to a mom just yesterday about this. But this kid went from not wanting to come to school, curling up in a ball like in my office. I just kind of adopted him. I pull him into my room. I let him go through his stuff because he, he had so much mental nightmare and he's a sensitive, amazing kid. That was last year. I just slowly kept blessing him, letting him know it's okay. Um, I don't know, just creating a loving space of listening and, and, and compassion because I know that feeling. I feel that way too. I wasn't pretending that I don't know what that's like. Well, you let him know it feels bad there. This year? <laughs> and that helped him. This year, he's like a yeah. guy. He's comfortable in his skin. He comes up to me and does funny stuff. And his mom was, everyone's marveling because it, these tools have allowed me to know the solution. Whereas a lot of the tools that are being handed out to like teachers and even school psychologists is like, how are we going to allow this kid to cope with this nightmare that he's never going to be able to let go of, but it will always be with him. But we'll give him the tools to kind of manage. Ugh. But this stuff is not about managing. It's about transforming and yeah. awakening and blowing the doors off of any kind of limitation because we're the ones imposing it upon ourselves. And when we, when we realize we don't have to do that anymore. Well, because no one else was honest it. with him. Right. You were honest. You said, yeah, I feel that way here too. Oh, my God. And he went, oh, I really? laid on the floor with him one day. Yeah, but I that's like, the healing yeah. thing. Yeah. Not, well, you shouldn't feel This is school. Yeah. You come to, no. If people would all just get honest, yeah, and then now the kid was like connected, like holy cow, yeah, I'm not the only one, yeah, exactly, yeah. And that song that that you wrote, you may have wrote it from a place of of being sad and depressed, but when you sing it today, yeah, you sing it from a place of freedom. That's right. You embody that and you express that. So same words. Same story. Yeah. And so I think that's what life allows us to do. It allows us to kind of move around, look at things from different angles. Yeah. And then find the angle that works. And that's where we find safety. That's where we find that space of compassion and a way to see our way forward. Yeah. But as long as we stay in the darkness, even though I know that light exists, as long as I just sit there, nothing changes. Right. But 
start to give myself to that moment of prayer and realizing that I'm not absent light or I don't know where the light switch is. I'm just getting to that place where I remember that I am the light. Yes. Yep. The seed, when you say that, and this came up during our Lundy talk on Monday, when we've, when we're, prayer changes things because it's like sunlight for the seed yeah. that exists within us. And that, when that seed starts to grow again, that's power. It's not just like forcing anything. No. Now, like that kid. That, that seed was like getting kind of like stuck and it was holding all that in. And I just kind of like gave it a little more sunlight. But that, and it, the only reason I was able to do it for him is because I do that for myself. Because right. once the real me starts growing, that power of God starts expanding, it's so liberating. Because lately, the more I've been getting back into my music and everything, it's like I'm like shedding. Shed, I wrote another song called Steal the Show. And it says, Shed, shed the box, grow through the locks, because I'm buried right here beneath the rocks like a seed right and it's like yeah it's the same it's it's in me i don't have to be perfect i'm not going to pretend i do like the beginning of the show i started sharing that story i got to the place where spirit like this feeling of spirit entered back into my mind and i had no idea what the hell i'm even talking i mean what the heck i started with thankfully that's why i love working with you and other people but because sometimes it doesn't look the way i think it should look it 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 never looks the way we think it should look. That's the great mystery. Yeah, and it's ability, always better. And the ability to let the God in me do what the God in me wants to do to other people without me editing it and thinking I know better. I don't know better. If I just let it come through, it transforms people in the way it's going to transform people, or it influences or inspires or whatever, but it's the transforming of me where that's the, that's the thing I can do. And then I can just let it go. And then if someone doesn't get it, it's like I get it. I don't. I don't get it either. <laughs> you know, you don't want it. That's fine. But like, I know what I'm here to do, and I'm just going to keep doing it and see what happens. You know. Yeah. Well, are you ready for our daily word reading? Oh shoot! I, I mean, our that. anonymous reading. Kathy, you got time? Because we've been keeping you. Are you? You got oh. some? Yeah. Let's hear it. All right. Hey, great. that's an anonymous reading. Yes. What year? Anonymous reading. I love this. What year? It is opens and says that oh, um, I am enthusiastic about life. Yep. Yes. Centering myself in daily prayer, I develop a spiritually enthusiastic nature that shows up consistently in all that I do. The indwelling spirit of God inspires me to act with a confidence that is infused with exuberance. I am guided in how I can serve others and how I can make meaningful differences in my world. Rising above any thoughts of lethargy or procrastination, I embrace projects and processes with creativity and energy. I act on and share divine ideas. Throughout my day, I greet others with genuine enthusiasm. My affirmative thoughts motivate me, and my thoughtful actions encourage those around me to move forward in a positive direction. All manner of accomplishments are realized effortlessly and with enthusiasm. The supporting scripture for our anonymous reading comes to us from Paul's letter to the Romans 12 and 11 says, Do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. This is just what I needed to hear because after this show, we're going to go eat at a restaurant in Santa Monica. 
primarily because a guy from Russia. Oh, that's right. Called me, and I forgot who it was. I'm like Dimitri Kolokvitli. He loves like the show a, too. A crazy name, and I'm going. I know this guy from somewhere. Where do I know him from? Hey, it's Dimitri, and all of a sudden it clicked, and he mm -hmm. wants to buy a copy of my book for his kids to mail back to Russia, and he's in town. And I said, okay, you can meet us at this place because he's he's staying in Orange County, which is a little further away. And my mind starts to go, oh, well, my like it turns a positive into something apprehensive to be apprehensive about. And like, what? Why is my mind doing this? And you reading this, I go, you know what? I got to rise above these thoughts. Because procrastination and apprehension is just fear disguised. Yeah. And I'm going to know. I'm going to greet other. I'm going to go there greeting with enthusiasm and expect joy, not. Right. Is it crazy that even positive things we can somewhat. <clears throat> makes no logical sense, folks. But the good news is by reading these books, having our friends, and we change it. And once I'm changed in this circumstance well now going forward this little bit of apprehension won't be with me for the next one yeah we heal this way yeah yeah there's part of me i can say when you say that it's just it's in the past it's just been afraid to get swept away by god you know like because so, it really is that it's like a it's a flow it's a flood it's a river of of inspiration that changes everything and we got to be willing to just lay, relax into it and ride it. And it turns out it is us, you know, it yeah. turns out to the most, but that's really what it is. I mean, it, I, I went from thinking, oh, I'm too old to do music and uh, I'm about to be 50, but little things, as soon as I start opening the door, I started thinking about, but what about like the, these old blues guys, John Lee Hooker or B.B. King? And all of a sudden, remember I told you one day that B.B. King song just popped onto this radio out of nowhere off of my phone. And so these little ideas started coming. These country guys, boom, they, they did it when they were older. And then my mind started, well, why am I saying that to myself? And then the other, you know, I was walking out of the house yesterday and I go, nowadays, music business doesn't even control music. TikTok in these places. If one of my songs was on there, it wouldn't matter. That I, you know what I'm saying? Like It's not in the hands of the, those filters anymore. So, and it's just, I don't care. I'm not going to just go, oh, I got to get on TikTok right now. But it's just God whispered in my ear. Why are you worried about any of this? So like, if you're doing yeah. what you're here to do, just do it. Be taken care of. Just do it. Just do it's it. It's for you first. It's for me first do and foremost, it. anyway. Just do it in your living room. Yeah. Colonel Sanders fried his first chicken. He was 60 years old. What are you talking about? And look what happened. Yeah. 60 years old and retired. That's right. And KFC, That's right. within just a few years, took off like crazy. Yeah. So fry your chickens, Ed. That's what I've always done. You're not done too old too. to fry a chicken. I've always felt compelled to do that. And now I just now I have the principles and the tools. That's the thing we're talking about earlier about faith. The, the, the thing that breeds true security in my life is that these are principles. It's not just like you said earlier, like faith used to be this kind of whatever, like the wind blowing around. It's like to realize that it's really principle. That if I put my mind to it, my imagination, and let this come through, it will transform. It has to. This is principle. It will provide. It will happen.
It's amazing. Well, and putting your mind to it means enjoying the idea of how that feels. That's right. It doesn't not... mean going, okay, I'm gonna have to get on TikTok. No, no. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to reactivate this account because I gotta get followers. No, no, it's actually no, it like... means enjoy the idea of doing it. It's like letting my mind be in the company of it, as Reverend Kathy said. Letting my mind just be in the company of the ideas, man. They're 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 Knocking on the door, they're trying. They're ringing the bell. Yeah, and that's going to bring it about. It's Open not our job to figure out how. No, that's God's job. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Well, we, we have the story, Reverend Kathy. Is there anything you want to say before we read the story and sing a song and take us out of here? Uh, well, this was for you, Ed. Aaliyah wrote a song a long time ago that said, "Age ain't nothing but a number." Yeah. So, do the thing. Yeah. Say the words. Yeah. Be the person. Yeah. And. I think the last thing I'll share with you is uh, it's a quote from uh, What Will You Have, written by James Decker. Uh, it says, be bold enough to sit back, relax, and let your imagination take That's over. it. Mm. That's it. That's it. That's all you need to do. No what? relief. I, I saw the same quote, like a new, you know, Questlove, the guy who plays drums for The Roots and Jimmy Fallon, he said something the exact same thing. And he, he had this guy who was some bearded psychologist type guy in like 33 years ago on Oprah did this visualization using these principles. And that's what Questlove was saying in his thing. Cause he's lived that life of his dream. And he was just saying, you got to take the time. People think it's not, what's the, like, I got other things to do. I can't be sitting in my imagination, but that's everything. Not, it is. A, if we want to live with the life we want to live and open the door, let it in. It's through our imagination. It's 92, up to 98% inner activity and only 2% outer activity. That's yeah. what the experts say about success and prosperity. Yeah. It's, we're, we're told the opposite, but the truth is yeah. it's up to 98% so basking oh in that joy of our imagination. Yeah. And then the inspired activity comes to us it so does it really does like that parent who would happen to come to me on campus to sign the paperwork it comes right to us all right so we have a quick little story it's from when you were a child yeah yeah when kathy beasley was a little kid Day before yesterday yes. yes that's right that's right when kathy beasley was just a little kid just the day before yesterday you know what these kids are another kid told her that she was adopted on the on the playground they always do that. I know. And, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with it, but they always do it. So Kathy was shocked. Dinner, she asked her mom. Mom, am I adopted? Kathy's mom smiled and replied. Not yet, but we placed an ad. <laughs> <laughs> so not far from the truth. <laughs> we had a feeling. Well, we adopted you. That's right. Yeah. You're one of us. We're one of you. We're so and glad we met you at the Fillmore wait. Bible Society gathering. You're one of us, and you know what we are, Ed? I don't, don't want to grow up. up. I'm a, a Toys R Us kid. They got a million toys at Toys R Us that we can play with. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. They got the best for so much less. It'll really flip your lid. 
Visit DarylNed.com. Reverend Kathy, we love you. To find easy links to everything we do. And thanks again for being a part of Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. bikes to trains to video games. It's the biggest toy store there is. Gee whiz. We don't want to grow up. Because maybe if we did, we couldn't be a Toys R Us kid. Woo-hoo! Awesome. Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. Five hundred dollars. Really? See, two hundred dollars for you. One hundred dollars for you. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, when you record your podcast at Chobo Studios, you're helping people in need. Here at Chobo, we take a bold stance on helping the community by giving away ten percent of all revenue, not just profit, to kind, hardworking people in the streets of Los Angeles. And thanks to all these wonderful podcasters, we've been able to give $1,400 this year alone through our kindness initiative, Chobo Kindness. Brought to you by Chobo Studios, LA's premier podcasting powerhouse. Follow for more.